This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Let's take our Bibles and let's read. While we stand, I will tell you to sit down in a while. Just hold your Bible in your hands and let's read 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. 1 Peter 2, 9. Hallelujah. We love the Word of God. We've been talking about the kingdom of God. How many people have been enjoying all the messages during the lockdown? Okay. How many people listen to sex, scandals, and the saints? That one went round. Because <laughs> it's a serious issue among believers. I checked the viewership on my page this morning, 60, uh, 72,000. People have seen it so far. Yeah. And over, over 300 people shared it here and there. And I've received too many mails, messages. This is a very serious view among Christians. <laughs> Sex is a serious matter. <laughs> Hallelujah. First Peter 2 9. The Bible says, But ye are a chosen generation. Say amen. A royal priesthood. A holy nation, a peculiar people. What is our assignment? That you should show forth the praises of Him who has called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. Praise the Lord. I'm not doing. I'm doing a very short teaching this morning. We have been called out of darkness into not just into light, marvelous light. Oh, glory to God. None of us is in the dark anymore. Can you shout amen? You see, <laughs> hallelujah. There are things that when you know, they change your life. They change your Christian experience. They change everything around you. Remember, we function by what we know. Moses was just Brought up in, the, in Egypt, in the palace, in Pharaoh's palace. And for many years, he thought he was an Egyptian. One day, somebody made him to realize, you were born by a Hebrew woman. You are not an Egyptian. And the whole thing changed. It's part of this perspective. He got to the field the following day. Remember, he was a prince. And he saw two Israelites fighting. And he said, no, no, you should not fight. He saw one Egyptian beating one Israelite and he killed the Egyptian. Yesterday, he just thought he was an Egyptian. But a revelation came. Maybe his mom told him. Maybe the sister told him, Miriam, who was watching over him when he was put on that river. Somebody just made him realize that, oh boy, for 20 years or thereabouts, I don't know how many years before, he fled when he was 40. But I don't know exactly when he killed, how old he was, when he killed the Egyptian. But somebody smuggled information to him that, Moses, you are not an Egyptian. And the moment he knew that, he re, I mean, it just reverted, it just changed. And he started killing Egyptians. And then Pharaoh knew, and then he had to run away. One information. Now, this is what the word of God tells us. It changes our world by giving us an information. Now, the Bible says, if I stop here, the Bible says, you have been brought from darkness into his marvelous lights. No matter who you are, and what is happening in your family, in your lineage, the Bible is saying to you, you are not in the darkness. Somebody should shout amen. amen. You know how the word of God works. Just receive. 
When you don't receive, you will struggle. I can stand before 1,000 people, 10,000 people, and tell them this. 900 can go back home and look for deliverance. What has happened to them? They do not believe that God has taken them from darkness to light. So somebody comes to their house and he says, this family is in bondage and they believe. How many people can see what I'm saying? Can you see what I'm saying? Amen. Can families be in bondage? Yes. But if a member of that family opens this passage and he says we have been brought from darkness to light, the things of the Spirit function by you acknowledging them. Once you do, the reality will come into your life because it has happened already. Did you get it? Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. So the kingdom that we are in is the kingdom of light. See, this has been God's plan from the beginning. Exodus 19. Let's read. You can have your seat now. God bless you. Thank you. Exodus 19. Amen. Okay, so Exodus 19, verse 6. Now, this is the Lord talking to the Israelites. He said, and you shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words which thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel. The Lord said, you shall be unto me. Where we read before, the Bible said, you are royal priesthood, holy nation, peculiar people. We are not like every other person on the face of the earth. Now, God, when they came out of Egypt, he started telling them his plan. That my plan is that I want to make you a kingdom of priests and kings, a special group of people. Now, Revelations 5. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Are you following me? Revelation 5. Verse 10. The Bible says, Revelation 5.10, And thou and hast made us unto our God. What is the word there? Can you shout it? Hey, I need everybody to be alive this morning. Can you shout it? Kings and what? What is the word before then? Thou will make us. Read it again. How many kings are here? In the name of Jesus Christ, you will live every day of your life as a king. And where the word of the king is, there is power. This is why I'm sharing this. You see, these are reasons why it appears as if some people have their prayers answered and some don't. You need to go back to last week's message. I will just touch on it a little. That's why I'm reading this. Now, I want to read again, just one more time. I'm going to read Ephesians 1 7, Colossians 1 14, and Ephesians 2 19. Let's read Ephesians 1 7. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Ephesians 1 7. In whom we have, so this morning I'm going to lead everybody. How many people are in Christ here? Say hi. If you believe in it, say it very well. Are you in Christ? In whom we have redemption. That is in Christ. 
without redemption through his blood. What's the next thing? Go to um, Colossians 1.14. You see the scripture? We have redemption, then forgiveness of sin. Next, Colossians one seven. Can you see the same thing here? Let's read it together. One, two, go. See, this word, even, is a very powerful word. Even to us. <laughs> Hallelujah. So the uninitiated, you don't understand why Paul had to put even. It's like saying, that man has given you his car, even his house he has given you. My boss said I should give you a suit, even the shirt and the tie and the shoes. In fact, he said I should give you the whole house. Are you getting it? Evil means that there is something given. But then behind what is given, there is something bigger. Now, Paul is saying this because of how big this subject is. Forgiveness of sin. Listen to me, and I'll begin to hang it here. The reason for unanswered prayer, the reason why you live in fear, is because there is no absolute assurance that you have been forgiven. It is the, or it is the origin of all religions in the world. Because forgiveness of sin gives you access to the Father. The Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So the reason why man is less than what God made him to be, because of sin. So in Old Testament, sacrifice upon sacrifice. One ram, one lamb, one bull. Some pray five times a day. People want to know. People will pay any amount. So know that when you walk into God's presence, he smiles, you are accepted. It is the biggest thing confronting humanity, guilt. You know what? Many people are born again, but the guilt is still there. Not because they've done anything in particular. There is just no assurance that the Father is at peace with you. So like Adam, you too, you hide. The moment you begin to talk about rapture, so many Christians are afraid. Why? They don't know that they'll be forgiven. So Paul said, we have redemption. That is big enough. He said, even the forgiveness, that is whatsoever, all these years, whatsoever has made it difficult for man to have unrestricted access to God has been removed for a Christian. Can you shout amen? If Paul told them in Old Testament, some of them are stoning that that's not possible. We have forgiveness of sin. Have means that now we possess it. They will fight him. So are you saying that we should not? Because every day, that was what Job would say, I don't know whether my children have sinned. I don't know whether I have sinned. And Job will offer sacrifice day and night. If Paul woke up to Job and he said to Job that in him you have forgiveness of sin, Job would have been like, is that possible? Can God look at me and demand nothing again and conclude that is why uh, Ephesians, Ephesians 2.19, let's read, and I'll close with that. Is somebody understanding what I'm saying? See, when you want to pray, when you want to cast out demons, oh, people try to do by discipline what they should do by yielding. Did you get that? When believers stand before a great mountain, a big demon, 
They said this is ancestral spirits. Then they calculate how many days of fasting that will be enough to deal with these spirits. You have rubbished the blood of Jesus. Why then did he die? Are you getting what I'm saying? In his name, we have authority. Because in it, we have redemption and the forgiveness of sin. So a believer faces an entire nation is under a demonic spell. Oh, I, I, oh God. <laughs> when we're in secondary school, I think I was in SS1 or SS3 then, there was a guy, he's a doctor in Bahamas now. All his set will remember the SS3. He said, you know what? He was reading one day. Jam was just about a month away. He said, I'm not yet ready for jam. And he said, Father, one sentence in Jesus' name. Postpone jam. That was the only time Nigerian government postponed jam by six months. A prayer of a boy. Many people listening to me, something will tell you that God can't go that far for you. I want it, honey. You know what makes that happen? Guilt. Condemnation. That's about to say there is therefore now no condemnation. That word is big. It's a, con- it's a statement that conditions people to think that, okay, so that is why you feel good when you have done so much good. But you don't feel good in Christ Jesus. Are you following me? Is somebody with me? Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. A lawyer was praying. And that's, that's, that's Pastor Tudebakari when he was practicing law. That time federal government required, lay. I feel the presence of, because I'm not just sharing. The kind of mountain somebody will move out of out, after the service and you move it with ease, it will shock you. Because you will now go back and alter a sentence and discover that actually Jesus has done all. Angels are just waiting for your command. Can you shout at me? It checks. Federal government required that time. They, they, they required that a lawyer must practice five years or so under an established lawyer, maybe a son or so, before you have your own license to do your private practice. And he was on his third year of fourth, and he wanted to start. And he began, and he was just praying. And this scripture came. In the day that thy wall shall be built, the decree shall be removed. He boldly told people that they would change that law. I think Buhari was the president then, the first time he was president. He just woke up within a week and announced that the number of years that you spend on somebody before you can go out to do it. Check Nigeria history. I'm telling you facts of history. It's, and he reduced the number of years by the prayer of one man. See, if you don't start thinking like this, you will never do big things in the name of God. You are going to look at your efforts to determine how much you think you should get. Many times, this is why when we go out praying for the sick, at times, we have more results when we are not prayed very well at home. It's not that God doesn't want you to pray very well. He's trying to tell you that by strength shall no man prevail. It's not by power. It's not by might. Hallelujah. Ephesians 2.19. I want to end with this. I think I stressed this last week. Now, therefore... You are no more strangers. Ah. That means I'm not strange to God. You know, there are people when you enter their house, they, somebody has to introduce that this is Wale, this is Tokwe. But the Bible is saying that when you show up, God knows you. 
that you are no more a stranger, you are no more strangers and foreigners. But the next word is big. But fellow citizens. Hi. <laughs> you know under the law, citizens have equal rights. Who are other people? <laughs> Hallelujah. Who are, the Bible says you are a fellow. So if they say you are a fellow of something, that means there are other people in that something also. You are a fellow citizen of this kingdom of light. But who are the other guys in the kingdom? Because if you want to know how great your right is, when I say you are now a citizen of so-so, you are now a fellow citizen of so then you want to know what is that, uh, if I say you are now a citizen of, a fellow citizen of um, United something something, then you want to know, number one, what does it mean to be a member of United stuff and who are the other guys that we are together in this? Other guys, so immediately you don't even know fully what the, the, the blessings that we accrue by being a member. When you check others who have been a member before you, then you understand to what extent that membership will take you. Is that clear? Hallelujah. Let's read Hebrews 12, and I'll close with this one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sometimes you wake up in your house and you're just walking around your room. I have the life of God in me. Instead of... Mm, mm, oh, girl. Day and night, nobody has victory that way. Nobody gets it. But if you are aware, I might have 10,000 here physically in my account, but I belong to a kingdom where there is endless supply. If we did not believe all these things, we wouldn't be here. And I told you that if we're not here this morning, we wouldn't be able to have service. David's call, the tent, the tent had no windows. It would have been absolutely difficult. This movement is timely. We can even have service outside if we choose to. You will not, your result will be very small and poor in life. If you don't start thinking, I'm giving you a mentality that will help you. We don't cast out demons after 40 days of fasting and prayer. We cast out demons after listening to a word like this and we believe it. Can you shout amen? You don't command house rents because of anything. But because we believe his word. Then grace abounds. Then the grace manifests in all the works of your hand. Then you get to a point, you walk into a room and the presence of God lightens the room. It is in meditating on these things, being conscious of them. When you go to your office in the morning, what, what is, see, your mind, your thoughts and all the things coming up inside you, they ring bells. They are very loud in the realm of the spirits. Very, very loud. So as you walk in, meditating on all the problems and what is not working, the angels are rendered useless and then you try to play after that. Can you have the mentality of a winner? That is the reason for the world, that the world might shape how we think. Now, Hebrews 12. Let's start from, go down, down, down. You have come to Mount Zion. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Let's go to, go down, down. What verse is that? Okay, go to, before then, let's start from 20. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Verse 20. 
For they could not endure that which was commanded. And if so much as a beast touched the mountain, it shall be stoned or thrust through. Let's start from 18. All of them are looking like where to start from. For you are not come unto the mount that might be touched and that might be born with fire, nor unto blackness and darkness and tempest. Ah. Next verse. And the sound of the trumpet and the voice of the words, which the voice that were heard entreated that the words should not be spoken to them anymore. For they could not endure that which was commanded. Next verse. And so terrible was his sight that Moses said, I exceedingly fear and quake. I want to. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, let me read everything. Next verse. But you are come to Mount Zion. Say amen. amen. Unto the city of the living God. Do you know the citizen of where you are now? There is a city. <laughs> and it is called the city of the living God. Oh, glory to God. There are estates in Lagos. When you have a sticker, you can pass through the gates. Mine is like that. If you don't have a sticker, you cannot enter. Some of you live in an area where you call before you enter. But as a member, when you come, what do they do? They open the gates. If you are a non-member, they say, they start harassing you. Who are you looking for? What's the number of the house? Oh, yeah, call. Let them bring you in. That Bible says that you are come to Manzai, unto the city of the living God, to the heavenly Jerusalem. Say amen. amen. So there is another Jerusalem in heaven. Amen. And to the innumerable company of angels. Next verse. To the general assembly and the church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven. To God, the judge of all, to the spirit of just men made perfect. Who are these just men? Paul. All those guys. The Bible is saying members of your city. That not only living men, even just men who have gone ahead. They are members. All of us are fellow citizens. This is the only country where the living and the dead, because they never die, they live together. When Paul saw it in Ephesians 3, he said, For this cause I bow my knee to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, in whom the whole family in heaven and on earth is named. Paul got to a point in his life, he realized that he just one family. Some are in heaven, some are here, but there's no division, one family. So, you and Apostle Paul are members of the same, you are citizens of the same kingdom. And the fact that it's over there changes nothing. Can't you somebody hearing me? Hallelujah. You see, I want to stop here. This is painful. I know it will take some a little while to get what I'm saying, but when it's over, listen to this message over and over again. You know what? Paul, before he gave them this revelation, he began to tell them something. And this is the predicament of many Christians. He said, you have not come to a mountain that was born. He was talking about the Ten Commandments, the Mount Sinai experience, Exodus 19, 20. God came down Mount Sinai in form of consuming fire. He said, even Moses that God called inside, Moses said, I, I tremble on that day. He said, if an animal should touch the mountain, they will use spear to dagger the animal. That was what God told them. And they said, inside, the Israelites saw God. They saw fire on the mountain. They saw trumpet getting loud and loud and loud. And they began to beg Moses that, you know what? This is too much for us. You go and hear and come and tell us. In other words, Apostle was trying to tell believers that if you see fire on the mountain, you are likely to believe. 
but you will not believe when we tell you that you have come to Mount Zion, which is bigger. But when you see the life of great people, Elijah went to the mountain in 1 Kings 19. The Bible said the Lord passed by in a strong wind, and the wind was cracking mountain. Elijah just stood. The Bible said after the wind, fire. After the fire, earthquake. Elijah never moved. But the Bible said after the earthquake, a still small voice. When he heard the voice, he ran away to go and hide himself. Oh God. There was earthquake, the guy stood. He knew that, see, people give, can people give attention to this? When somebody comes and, gra, gra, hey, 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 this is power, and then they feel that there is something. Because there is something about man and physical appearance. So Paul was saying to the Israelites, he said, if you were there in those days, probably, he was saying to believers of his time, in Hebrews, or whoever wrote Hebrew, he said, if you were there in those days, probably you will be impressed more than what I'm telling you. If you two were there and you saw the mountain and you saw the fire, just like people listening to me, you'll think it's stronger when you see a vision. I saw no vision when we supernaturally moved there. I've seen a lot of visions in my life. The most powerful issues of my life, God never spoke through vision. He revealed nothing. He just pure obedience to the word of God, to the inner voice leading you. Those are more powerful than any other thing. Elijah knew it. That was why he ran away. Elijah said that you better respect the voice more than fire, earthquake, and mountain. But the reverse is the case with many Christians. Citizen, can you just walk out of this place and go home and start thinking? It might be tough for some because before you get to the gate, worries will catch you again. But for some, you will get up. From now, you speak a word. And just believe that I don't need acrobatics. There is a father. I'm in the kingdom. And men, we are men in that kingdom. So it means that Apostle Paul knows your name. When you get to heaven, Paul will not say, sorry, who are you? Is that Oyeka? So what's your name? Paul will walk up to you and say that you are welcome. And remember, maybe I will take it from there next, next week. All citizens have equal rights. So demons can say to you, Paul, I know. Wally, I know. They said to the sons of Scaphar that, who are you? Because they were not born again. They were trying to do the things of the kingdom without being already baptized into the kingdom. And it backfired. But we are baptized. You have come to Mount Zion. Heavenly Jerusalem. All our names are written there. See, this is why Rapture shouldn't surprise a Christian. We are already living there. We are just going back home to where we have always been. I'm already registered in heaven. So there won't be surprise on that day. Except you don't believe it and leave it. <laughs> Glory to God. Let's rise. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. Hallelujah. I'm hoping somebody will go in the strength of this message. Please, listen. Over. Start from last week. You need to understand this kingdom. You need to understand this kingdom that we are in. Hallelujah. You know, I told somebody, before I got born again, I belong to a church where we used to do a lot of rituals, you know, that kind of thing. I too drank raw egg. I too went to the river to have my bath. And they would say, you should, not, you should now use candle to wipe your entire body, throw it inside backwards, and never look back. I went to do that. But see, when I got born again, thank God, nobody came to tell me that you say you need deliverance. I might have been entangled there forever. I never knew I knew. I just believed that I've been translated from darkness to light. 
I didn't start saying, oh, yeah, all the things I hate that time, all the things I swallowed, all the things that happened to me, yeah, go, 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 go. I didn't have to do that. And is it affecting me? No. If I started with that, then Satan is actually one vision. It will always be that it remains one bondage to do, to undo. One more. After that one, one more. After that one, one more. After that one, one more. And the cycle continues forever. I've also noticed that people do so much and never stop doing it. When you get engaged with that, you are occupied forever. After one, another one. After one, another one. Why don't you see the vision of your heavenly where you belong? I am from Mount Zion. I am from heavenly Jerusalem. Hallelujah. Myself, Paul, and Peter, we are fellow citizens. So when we see, we can sit down and begin to talk about the issues of our kingdom. How beautiful our king is. Fellow citizens. That means the worship I give to God is equal to the worship Paul gives to him. Or used to give when he was on earth. Fellow citizen. And the Bible says, I'm no more a stranger. Me. Oh, glory to God. So if Papa God sits down and I walk in, he says, Shola, you are welcome, my son. I am not a foreigner. Not only God, the four beasts around the throne, when they see me, they smile. Because I am not a foreigner. A stranger is not walking in. A family member has just walked in. Lift up your hands and give God praise. Just thank him and worship him. Hallelujah. This will help your prayer. When the service ends and you get home, begin to rejoice in this even before you make it, your request known unto God. Thank God. Give him praise. Oh, Father, we thank you. We worship you. Blessed be your name. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today, I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you.